In Titus chapter 3 and verse 1, Paul wrote Titus, words that I sent to you yesterday, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. And so today we want to take one day off of our study of Romans, or we could say we will accelerate our study of Romans and go to the 13th chapter instead of continuing in the third chapter, and we will take up more of what the Bible has to say about governmental authority. We want to look at all authority that God's given us, but especially civil authority. Put them in mind. God being my witness, I have put you in mind on this subject numerous times before, so it will be do a reminder for most of you and to put in mind a few of you who have not heard as much as the others. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates. All the levels of civil government that God's given us, called principalities, powers, and magistrates here, called rulers and governors and kings and sheriffs in other places. All these offices God has ordained for the safekeeping of mankind in His mercy and benevolence toward our Race, you could not exist as well as we do exist without them. And they're by the ordinance of God as far as their office. We're going to learn they are by the ordinance of God as far as the persons in the office. We are going to learn that they are the ordinance of God as far as the intelligence or spirit or intent or motive that the persons have while they're in the office. All of it's under the sovereign government of our great God. And so, the God of heaven, who arranged all these authoritative positions to guide nations and to keep the world with some degree of order, gave that commandment to the Lord Jesus Christ, who in turn gave it to the Apostle Paul, who in turn gave it to Timothy and Titus, who in turn gave it to the men who preceded me, who in turn give it to you. Put them in mind comes from the God of heaven to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates. That's Titus 3.1. Titus 3.8 says this, This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which had believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. There have been good works listed so far in the short book of Titus for old men, old women, young women, young men, ministers, servants, and then citizens in the verse I just gave you. But these things are to be affirmed constantly that they which believe in the Lord Jesus Christ might not think that their religion is some monastical religion of sitting with their Bible and praying at home. That is only a small part of it. The larger part of it is putting into practice what the God of heaven and the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us we ought to do in all of our relationships. You'll not find one scrap of evidence in Titus 1, 2, or 3 about reading your Bible and praying. Because it doesn't help you get the job done. Because the real job is going out and having the rubber meet the road and meeting people and finding yourself in situations that you don't like. 
And then you have to respond to those situations and toward those people in a way that God has already governed and ruled. And it's these things that are to be affirmed constantly that they which believe do not misunderstand me. We are to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we are to meditate in His Word and we are to walk with Him and we are to seek His strength by prayer in our lives. But that is not the Christian life. The Christian life is going out and submitting to masters, submitting to presidents, sheriffs, parents, husbands, and so forth. Because this is what the Bible teaches. This is a faithful saying. This is what God says about it. And these things, the list that goes in Titus chapters 1, 2, and 3... I will that thou affirm constantly. Affirm them as good things that ought to be done and do it regularly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. So we put you in mind of the good work that is necessary to be a good citizen of the United States. This is, these things are good and profitable unto men. Amen. Couldn't ask for a better verse to open up a subject like civil authority than Titus 3, 1, and 8. Our world is very practical. All the relationships that we're in are very practical. The five spheres of authority that we'll take up today are very practical. They're not spiritual. A marriage isn't spiritual, really, on any level. When the Bible says that both husbands and wives are heir together of the grace of God... That doesn't describe a spiritual relationship they have with each other. It describes a spiritual relationship of equality that they have with God. It's a practical relationship. And so are all the other relationships of life. And we want to exercise them in a way that pleases God. He is the ultimate source of authority. When we question any of these authority spheres that God has given us, we're questioning Him. When we rebel against them, we're rebelling against Him. He has given us the offices. He has given us the men. He has given us the men's agendas. He's given us the men's spirits that are applying their agendas all at once. And so it's wonderful to be able to trust him. You're not going to change government unless you try to change it the way that Noah, Job, Samuel, Moses, and Daniel did. And that's by beseeching the Lord. That's the only way you'll change government. He's able to change it. He sets up kings and he puts down kings. He's able, if you read Jeremiah 25 last night, you can read that the entire world that was known at that time was turned upside down in order. First Israel, then the other nations, and then Babylon. Because he's able to do all that for us. The king is God's appointed delegate, or the president, or the governor, or the mayor, or the sheriff, by appointment. And so we rebel against him if we rebel against them. And we, we worship a sovereign God that sets them up, and He's been so benevolent and merciful toward us in this nation with the governments that we've had. We have been able to prosper by every measure as far as we wanted to go, without limitation. Right. And we've been worried, and we worry about it. Our trust should be in the Lord, our prayers should be for our leaders, and our obedience and submission should be complete and thorough so that we show God that we trust Him, that we are a good example of our religion, and we shut the mouths of gainsayers that would love to find fault with us because we make fun of our government. Put them in mind to be subject. That means to submit humbly underneath their rule and to obey them. It's the same word used of wives toward husbands. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates. 
These things are good and profitable unto men, and these things ought to be affirmed constantly. And so today I was taken away from what I was going to preach in Romans chapter 3 to preach this because I was very stirred up earlier this week. I see too much of it in our nation. There's too much of it floating around the Internet because people can get published for free. So all the idiots that have never earned a living are able to publish themselves on the Internet and people read it. So we have a lot of input from the outside and we have the depraved hearts on the inside that are looking for an excuse to rebel. And so we'll make war against it one more time today by God's grace. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, holy God our Father, we come to thee as the ultimate authority in the universe by virtue of the fact that thou art our creator God and that thou art in the kindest expression you have ever given us of thyself, our Father. In both offices, you deserve our infinite reverence. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have revealed yourself to us through your precious word, the Bible. We thank thee that we know the origin of the earth and the end of the earth. We thank thee that we know the origin of man and the end of man, all of it for your honor and glory and your pleasure. We thank thee that we know the origin of the ordinances of society and the spheres of authority that yet exist there because you ordained them. We thank thee that thou hast revealed to us your power to raise up and put down kings and nations. You raise up all kinds of men for all kinds of offices. You prepare them in special ways and you execute your will through them in so many ways. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for your mercy toward us. We thank Thee for the parents that You've given us, the spouses that we have, the children that You've given to us. We thank You for our employers and the masters that rule us in the business place. We thank You for the apostles and prophets and evangelists that came before us and for the pastors and teachers that You have given us. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for our president, our congress, our justices, our governors, our mayors, our councilmen, and all other appointed officers, even in the agencies appointed by the government of our United States. We thank Thee that You put us in this nation. And though we see many faults in it, we are thankful for the liberties that still remain, that we have no restraint on holy living before Thee. Heavenly Father, we pray that we might use our liberty our prosperity, our peace in this nation to seek the welfare of thy kingdom and of thy people, thy churches and thy word and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with all our might. That we will not be distracted nor diverted into fighting windmills as so many do. Heavenly Father, save us from the political prophet that would try to turn our attention and focus away from the spiritual conflict that we are in toward one of flesh and blood that we will never win and that will never do us any good nor anyone else. Heavenly Father, stir us up that we will remember that we do have a battle with principalities and powers, but they're not located on Pennsylvania Avenue. They're located in the darker regions of this universe. 
And they are the devil and his angels. And we can put on this day the whole armor of God and wage that war successfully so that we can stand in the power of your might, for you are his sovereign as much as you're the sovereign of anyone in Washington, D.C. We thank thee that you have shown us our battle, and we pray that you will fit us for our battle, that you will keep us focused on our battle, and that we will not be diverted with another battle. Heavenly Father, we know that you are going to win the other battle. You are the Prince of Peace because you will make everlasting and complete peace by the utter abolition and destruction of all your enemies, including death itself. We thank thee that we trust thee. We thank thee that thou hast revealed thyself to us and turned our hearts toward thee, that we believe everything in Scripture about thee. We just pray this day, O Lord that you will open the pages of Scripture to us, that you will open our hearts and our minds and our ears, that we will hear, receive, apply, and put wings to our feet to keep your commandments. Heavenly Father, I will put them in mind by the ability you give me this day to be subject to principalities and powers and magistrates. Heavenly Father, I pray you to open their ears. And together, may we all hear your word and go from this place better equipped because we read that these things are good and profitable unto men. These things will make us better Christians. Help us to that end. Let us not take refuge in this church that we can speak or act any way we choose against our government. But let us remember that we are citizens of this nation. However, we have a citizenship far greater and far higher, and that is in the kingdom of heaven. We thank Thee for the holy nation that You've given us. We thank Thee for the royal priesthood that we participate in. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings, and He is the President of presidents. And we trust in Him. Our Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us at any time in the past or the present in which we are sinning against Thee by rebelling against Your ordained authority. Forgive us for our past foolishness. Forgive us for our wicked spirits. And Heavenly Father, turn our feet more perfectly into thy righteous paths. We pray that you would bless your kingdom and your nation that exists throughout the earth. That you would raise up every one of your pastors, your bishops, and give them strength this day to lead their congregations in truth. And to feed them the word of God that they also might be increased with the increase of God. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation. We pray for our leaders. We pray that at this very moment, you will do your great work in their hearts and their minds. We read and believe that the heart of the King is in your hands like the rivers of water. You turn it whithersoever you will. And we pray, therefore, that, Lord, thou wilt turn their hearts toward righteousness and away from the wicked course on which this nation has set itself that you will forgive our nation its sins and have mercy upon it and prolong its tranquility yet a little while longer for the sake of our children and our children's children. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will stir them up to pass legislation and to enforce that legislation that will protect your people under their care. We know that there is no power too high for thee, for thou art higher than the highest. And we are able to read of governments turned in times past by your almighty power 
for the benefit of your people under their rule. And we pray that it would be so in this nation and in other nations as well. Where our brethren are assembled in various nations of the earth, protect them from their governments, even if they be more anti-Christian than our own. Heavenly Father, be with those unable to be with us today. We pray that you would strengthen, comfort, bless, be with, guide, take care of in every way our father and brother Bruce Taylor and Matthew and Gloria who are with him. Father, our trust is in thee. Have mercy upon us in this hour. Strengthen us by your Spirit, according to your word, that we will love the things that we hear and that we will run in the way of your precepts and not resist them. We thank you for all that you have shown us. We delight and glory in the God that we know that's revealed to us in the creation, in his wonderful providence toward us, in our consciences, and by these precious scriptures. And we thank you that they tell us of a Savior who came to die in our place by your sovereign ordination that we might live with thee forever. We thank thee for the forgiveness of sins, past, present, and future. And we confess our sinfulness to thee and pray that you will yet work in us to perfect that which is lacking, that we would please thee more and more unto that perfect day when Jesus comes for us. It's in his name, the name of Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen.